Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome in, Grayson Grudhafer, Sikkim365.com recruiting analyst. Grayson, we do have a potential commitment to talk about, but let's talk about this game tomorrow. You and I... Clearly have different views on it. Now, I know that we both picked Texas to win. I picked them to win a lot bigger than you did. Do you think that the sellout student crowd, which I'm going to say that because I do think that if people are thinking it's going to be a big green and gold wave in there, given that Texas is good again, the T-shirt fans are back at UT, and there's going to be a lot of them there. But the sellout student crowd buoys the Bears' emotions enough to get them to show some fire for the first time this year. Well, you know, I, I think, Paul, this is where I think there's a lot of differing opinions because I, I do think that Baylor showed a lot of fire in the Utah game. Like, I, I really do. I, I think it was a tough situation. You know, you're going in with a backup quarterback who's starting for the first time, and that defense played really well. I felt like Sora Robertson played really well until he got the ankle injury, and then just everything went off the rails late in the fourth quarter there. But in general, I, I think Baylor got up for that game. So I do think there's a blueprint for Baylor to get up for this Texas game. I think there's kind of prior history that would point you into saying, okay, I think if there's one game on this schedule, that I think we can pretty much bank on Baylor actually playing really, really hard and having a lot of energy, having a fan base that has a lot of energy. I do think it's this Texas game. And so I think that's a big part of the reason why I do think that Baylor is going to be competitive in this game. I also think, you know, for as good as I believe Texas is, I do think there are some things that give me a little bit of pause, such as the inconsistent play of Quinn Ewers. And I know everyone's just going to look at the Alabama game and they're going to immediately say, wow, like this guy is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. This guy is unreal. Like look at the throws he's making. And that's great. But if you go look at the Rice game and the Wyoming game, there are inconsistencies there. And because of those inconsistencies, it caused Texas to have moments where they weren't playing up to par. And, I mean, in the Wyoming game, it took them three quarters before they started really doing anything offensively. So uh, I do think there are reasons to think Baylor can make this game competitive. I think a big part of it is going to be creating pressure on Quinn Ewers and just making him inaccurate, which for the most part during his career, he's been right around a 60% completion percentage guy, which is really not that great. No, and look, the the Alabama game was – 
the first time that he's thrown them to a win in his career. Um, and if he can do that more often, they didn't, they wind up not needing him to last week against Wyoming, but there was a point where you thought like, maybe he's going to have to now granted the big play did come on a, a pass, a pass, a short pass, but it was Xavier worthy making that happen. Um, where are the matchups though, in that front, like getting that pressure, do you think that Baylor can win on? Yeah, you know, if you're going to point to anyone, it's going to be T.J. Franklin. And for, you know, as much as we've talked about kind of the defensive line having struggled, which they absolutely have, they have not been good enough against the run. And so I I do think if they get Jarrell Boykins back this week, which uh, he's the Juco nose tackle who they brought in to replace Apu Aitika, and he was supposed to have a huge role this year, uh, but he got hurt in the green and gold game and hasn't played this season. I think there's a chance that he comes back and actually plays quite a few snaps. I know he's been practicing in recent weeks, so I could see him getting out there and honestly making a huge difference. I mean, Baylor's been playing with guys who are right around 300 pounds and 275 pounds in Cooper Lance and Trevin Maya at nose tackle. Now you bring in Jarrell Boykins, who's 330 pounds. There's just a huge difference there as far as his sheer size, but also adding depth you can rotate guys in and out but specifically matchups wise you know besides him I, I think he makes everyone's job easier but DJ Franklin as a pass rusher he was amazing this spring and fall camp it's carried over some this season I think we've seen flashes of it um he's missed a couple tackles that would have been sacks but I think in this game you know he's gonna have to make those plays when he gets an opportunity to bring Quinn Ewers down he's got to take advantage of it and then the other two guys that I'm really looking at in this one are Byron Vaughns and Garmin Randolph. Uh, we've seen flashes from Vaughns this season, uh, the transfer from Utah State. We've seen the explosiveness. He's gotten to the quarterback some. I think he could bring something to the table this week. And then Garmin Randolph, who got the high ankle sprain against Texas State, he's getting himself back to full health. And I think this week he should be much closer to that. And so we'll get to see kind of that that duo at the Jack position potentially being on the field together and creating some havoc in the backfield. How do they, who has to show out for them to win an offense? And do they try and copy Wyoming's game plan a little bit last week? So to me, that this is all about can Baylor run the ball at all? And by that, I mean, if they run the ball as well as they did against Utah for the most part, I think they definitely have a chance to win this game. I, I mean, it became inconsistent in the fourth quarter because you lost the ability to run Sawyer Robertson. Uh, Dominic Richardson got banged up as well. And because of that, they just they could not run it late in that game. They have to be able to run it some. And if they're able to do that, I think the two guys to really watch out for are Drake Dabney and Keetron Jackson. I think those two guys are the two guys that have to win one-on-one matchups and have to make life easier for Sawyer Robertson who at this point during his career at Baylor has just been inconsistent with his passes. Um, he's got to be able to be on target, make the throws when they're there, uh, and just don't try to do too much. You know, it, late in that Utah game, just tried to do a little bit too much. And maybe in this one, if he can shore things up, if guys can give him easier throws, I do think there will be opportunities for those two guys specifically to win some one-on-one battles. And, and they're going to have to, because I do think this is going to come out and try to play some man coverage, uh, try to heat up the quarterback a little bit, and that's going to mean you're going to have one-on-one opportunities on the outside. All right, on Monday, a commit coming. Who is it? Is it going to be Baylor, and who is their competition for it? 
Right. So it's four-star safety Josh Lair out of Fort Bend Marshall. Uh, this is the guy who's been a Baylor priority target for a long time, ever since they offered back in February. And he's one who took his official visit to Baylor at the beginning of June. That was Baylor's first official visit weekend. They got him on campus and have just been consistent with him throughout the process. Um, going into this weekend, uh, he's deciding between Baylor, Texas, and Washington. Um, he's taking his official visit to Washington this weekend. So I know on the Huskies side of things, they're probably feeling really good about getting that last official visit with his decision coming on Monday. Um, I think on the other side of things, Baylor's built a great relationship. And I do think Baylor is currently the leader going into this official visit weekend. But again, there's optimism, I think, on both sides. I think Josh likes both schools quite a bit. Um, and then Texas as well is kind of a wild card. But I do think as we're getting closer and closer to this date, I do think it's going to be between Washington and Baylor. And again, Baylor the lead going into the weekend, but they're going to have to hold on to it as he's taking an official visit to Seattle this weekend. Grayson, win or lose this week, and then they've got to go to Orlando next week. Jack and I will be there, by the way. Uh, so come out and see us if you're in Orlando uh, on Friday. Uh, we'll be at Bounce House Social. Uh, but win or lose next week as they head into Orlando, how do you feel about them? Just say they're they're one in three heading through the rest of the Big 12 schedule. Seeing how everything else has fallen, do you feel, depending on how this game goes, optimistic, pessimistic, or about the same? I think you've got to be about the same. And, and the only reason I say that is because Texas is the best team that they're going to play all year. And so, I mean, if you're just going to judge it based on, oh, they lost this game, now they're one in three, now there's no way they're going to be good the rest of the year. I just, I think that that's a little bit foolish when you look around the rest of the conference and see how kind of inconsistent up and down a lot of teams have been in the early going. I do think there's opportunities for Baylor to play a lot better. I think getting Blake Shapin back would obviously be very helpful. Um, I think there's a chance that they're playing a UCF team next weekend, most likely without John Rice Plumley. So once again, if you get Shapin back, I, I think they could go in there and potentially win that game. But the rest of the schedule is tough. I mean, it's going to be a battle to make a bowl game if they do lose this game because, I mean, one in three with a, a gauntlet of a schedule it feels like coming up with a bunch of teams that are right around the same level as you, you're going to have to flip some of those games. So I would say regardless of the result this weekend, as long if they were to lose, I would say I'm right around the same. Now, if they win this game, that's a completely different conversation. If they're able to come out here and win this game with a backup quarterback, um, that completely flips everything in my eyes because you look at the rest of their schedule and you go, hey, they beat Texas with Sawyer Robertson, a quarterback. They get Blake Shapin back. And you got to be feeling like, hey, they can win any game on this schedule going forward. So I think optimistic if they win and then about the same if they lose as long as it's not a complete blowout. Grayson Grudhead for Sikkim365.com. Grayson, enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. That's Grayson Grudhafer, Sikkim365.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.